countless possibilities. Some stories are even true tales of events taking place in the past. One of these stories changed everything. It is a story of how fear became hope and sadness changed to joy. How a light was ignited in the darkness and an all-powerful and all-knowing creator chose to know us personally. This is the story of Christmas and how it changed everything. Amen, amen. Good morning, everyone. If you are here for the very first time, I'm Ricky Ayala. Please do me a favor, as a senior pastor of this church, but do me a favor, give this worship uh, team today a round. Amen, amen. Well, we are currently in our third week of Advent, and today's theme is joy. And anytime I hear about joy, I remember that old, you know, old school song, it's like, joy like a river, joy like a, come on, join me. Joy like a river in my soul, I got a joy, joy, joy like a river, joy like a river in my soul. All right, that's good stuff, man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's just me. All right. So, <laughs> but our theme is joy, and today's Advent person is Elizabeth. And last week, I just want to share with you, last week I brought about the message of Joseph, and that theme was about peace. And I believe that God gave Joseph peace when he, was, he heard that Mary was with child, and he was going to leave her discreetly, but then God spoke to him in a dream. And I believe after he woke up out of that dream, in the midst of his questions, in the midst of your fears, in the midst of uh, anything else, he went and did as the Lord has said. So I'm not going to go into that message uh, today, but if you missed it, I encourage you to go into our playback option through our Facebook page as well as our YouTube channel. I did welcome all of you here, and I also want to say thank you so much for those of you who are joining online today. May God bless you, and I hope you've been blessed by today's service so far. So when we talk about joy, and we talk about actually Elizabeth, I can't have help but to go back into the scripture reading of two weeks ago when I spoke about Zechariah. And that theme of two weeks ago was hope and faithfulness. So before I go into today's scripture reading, let me give you a little bit of context as well as you know, a little bit of background of what's happening here, is that Zechariah was married to uh, Elizabeth. They were both into the priestly line. The, the Elizabeth was in the line of Aaron and uh, Zechariah was in the line of Abijah. So there came a time that Zechariah came and he was actually doing his priestly uh, duties in the sanctuary of the Lord. And while he was doing that, the angel Gabriel sent message from God to Zechariah saying, the Lord, don't be afraid. God has heard your prayers. Your wife, Elizabeth, is going to be with child and you're going to name him John. So in the midst of that conversation, uh, Zechariah kind of like unbelief. And so the angel said, as surely as I am, I went before the God and he gave me the instructions. Because of your unbelief, you're going to remain mute until your son is born. 
So what took place is that when, uh, after he finished his duties, he went home, and then in the midst of that, you know, uh, Elizabeth came um, pregnant, you gotta keep in mind that they were both, you know, well in age, and so Elizabeth may have already thought, you know, that's not gonna happen anymore, I'm not gonna have any child. Well, in the, that society back then, in the history showed that any woman that did not have any child, it was more like people looked at them as God didn't have favor on them. So not only were they not carrying the, the, uh, a child, but they were carrying, what they were carrying was shame, was this feeling of disgrace, and so many other emotions. But the Bible tells us in the beginning of that, I believe it was verse seven, that both Elizabeth and Zechariah were right in God's eyes. So I want you to keep that in mind as I go into the scripture reading today because I'm gonna go into, actually the words may not be up here. I'm gonna go into the book of Luke, chapter one, because here when it says, uh, verse 23, it says when Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home, and soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant, as I mentioned. It says, and went into seclusion for five months. But this is one of the things I want to share with you is when God's plan, when he has a plan, he's going to make sure that it comes to fruition. It may not be when we want it. Now, how many of you, I, I won't be able to see hands, but by the saying amen, right, how many of you have asked for something and you still haven't got it? Amen, a amen. amen. So I'm not alone in this. So that's what, think about this for a moment. I believe that that was one of Zachariah's as well as Elizabeth's prayer, is to have a child and to have a son. And so, you know, and this came through, but that's, that's why the angel Gabriel had went to Zechariah and says, God has heard your prayer. And I really believe that Elizabeth also had that same prayer. I can imagine, ladies and gentlemen, she telling Zechariah, I'm so sorry I'm not able to, I'm not been able to give you child. Because for her, there's no way that she'd have a child. But with God, God's plan never fails. And God's plan is his timing, and it is not our timing. Because if it's his timing, it is the perfect time. But I love how Elizabeth went about, and when she received this child, in the midst of what the Bible says here, on verse 25, how kind the Lord is. She exclaimed, and she says, he has taken away my disgrace of having no children. So in essence, she was carrying, as the Bible is saying, she was carrying this disgrace or, or shame or discouragement, and she had heard other people, other women having children, and so here she was and wasn't able to do that. But in the midst of that, when she says how, Lord, uh, how kind the Lord is, I could imagine if she would say, you know, God, I love you. God, I love the Lord.
Elizabeth said, you know, oh, how kind the Lord is that he has taken away my disgrace of having no children. So I want to go into later on in this passage of Luke, if you follow me in your Bibles or your devices, where I'm going to read in beginning on verse 36. It actually shows a little bit of what was happening with Mary. Now, Mary's uh, message is next week, so I don't want to go and preach about her, but I want to share with you as it leads into verse 39, because then I want to make sure you, you have some little background here. Now, uh, Mary had also received message that she was going to be with child, and here on verse 36, it says, What's more is that your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. I love that. Mary's respond, uh, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived and she entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me pause there for a moment. When Zechariah was in the sanctuary of the Lord, the angel Gabriel had given instructions to Zechariah that what to name his child and what the child would do, but as well as the angel told him that the baby, the child, would be filled with the Holy Spirit before his birth. And here we are, it's coming to fruition when as soon as Elizabeth greeted, excuse me, Mary uh, greeted Elizabeth, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit that the child within her like leaped within. Elizabeth gave a, a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. So what, how would Elizabeth known that already? It was through the Spirit that she had received the Holy Spirit within her because Elizabeth was the relative to Mary. And many times, you know, when you get to know somebody, you get especially a relative, you, you get to see them on a regular basis, and it's sometimes, yeah, yeah, it's this person, yeah. yeah. But here in this moment, filled with the Holy Spirit, she's already saying something, Elizabeth, to Mary. It says, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord, again, the Holy Spirit working within her, and from the joy within herself, is she's exclaiming this. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for what, ladies and gentlemen? Joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. Isn't that something? There are times in our lives when we feel that God is leading us in one direction, and as we're following that direction, there are things that happen around us that we start questioning if we are taking the right steps, and then God sends somebody else and gives you those words of encouragement to let you know and verify and confirm that you are going in the right steps. 
when Mary had that encounter, you know, with the word of God and saying that she was going to be with child and, and it was the you know, Emmanuel, God with us, and call him Jesus, she, when she went to Elizabeth, excited that she was pregnant, here Elizabeth greeted it and was filled with the Holy Spirit, knowing that the mother of Jesus, the Lord, that she's saying that she has been blessed among, among all other women. Knowing, ladies and gentlemen, that, Zach, uh, that Elizabeth was also blessed because she was with child. And the Bible saying that the boy, that the child, the leap for joy inside of her, it is so important that we understand that the joy comes within, within us. It is the message of Christ, the joy that whatever happens around us, we can still experience joy. And that's why sometimes people get it wrong at times because they think that happy, they, they mix happiness with joy. You see, happiness comes from the outside, the external expression. I, you, you could probably see me like uh, I'm, I'm excited up here and, and if I smile at you, <laughs> you start, you're like, man, it, He's got excitement, he's got, you know, the, he's happy. But what happens is, and, I'm, and I am, this is, this is me right now, but what happens, there are times that we can share the external, something that it's different from within. We can show, oh, they're, they're, they're happy, right? But inside, there's, there's turmoil and the things that are happening in us. So the happiness comes in our circumstances that we're facing the trials or the tribulations. So, and when there's joys, there, there, you can, or there's, there's celebrations and happiness, you know, it's like, man, that place is, ha something's happening there. Or that God is working with that person. I mean, look, look at them go. But the difference is that when, what happens when the things are not happening the way that we planned? Do we feel like smiling? No, it's the external. But within us, the joy is so different from happiness because the joy within us is knowing that Christ has died, he is risen, and he will come again. So the Christ that was born, and then he died for us and for our sins, that he went and he de defeated uh, uh, death, he holds the keys of hell and death, and he's able to sit down the right hand of the Almighty God, and I know what he's going to come again. So that joy in itself, if you fear death, have you, that's the, you don't, you most of the time are not laughing, you're like, ha, 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 death. No. But that's what God, through Jesus, did. He faced death and he defeated death. And that wasn't only for Jesus, but it's for us as we come before his presence and ask for forgiveness and, and accept the Christ in our hearts and say, Jesus, I, I know what you've done for me. Let, my, let that joy, the Holy Spirit that Elizabeth experienced, because of the Holy Spirit, let me experience that too, God, that in the midst of grief, if I'm dealing with pain, I've lost a loved one, God, and, and, and it doesn't feel happy right now, God, but, but I've also heard that when people have these services, they talk about a celebration of life, that we can share the memories, God, but I know I'm not happy right now. I know I'm grieving, but God, the joy within me is that a person gets to live again because you give life, and if those of you have, who have given a life to Christ will live life eternally with him. That joy that comes from within. 
And I believe that that's what Elizabeth also experienced, a joy from within. Why? Because even though she wasn't happy, even if she felt, she felt shamed, even if she felt disgraced, the Bible tells us from the very beginning on that verse 7 is that both Elizabeth and Zechariah were great in God's eyes, that they followed his commandments and regulations. So in the midst of the things that are happening around us, we may not have a smile on my face because we do, or on our faces because we go through things, but it is not the, that, that happiness or the circumstances that defines us. It shouldn't. When we think about on our, our lives, our hearts, it's like, God, I've given my life to you. I've accepted Christ into my life, and God, that's the joy that I want to experience every single day, even when I go through things. Let me experience that joy. And hopefully this helps you out also. There are times that we're going through circumstances and situations, and, and it takes our focus away from God. It shouldn't steal our joy. So how about in the midst of what you're going through, you pull yourself aside. God, you know what I'm going through, but I want to leave that here because I want to be in your presence. I want to make sure that what's happening here doesn't steal my joy here. So therefore, when you regain gain that strength, almost like what Nehemiah said, for the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so therefore, when you take yourself apart and you are in the presence of the Almighty God, it doesn't mean that those situations have changed, but now all of a sudden you feel more confident because the joy that's in you is in Christ and whatever is happening around you can still praise him. Amen. And that's the attitude we have to take, ladies and gentlemen. The joy that comes from within, it is not out, you know, uh, externally, that we're able to experience that. You know, the Apostle Paul in Philippians 4, 4 in the New Living Translation says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. So my prayer, ladies and gentlemen, is that this, the, the joy that came from within Elizabeth, we can also experience that joy from within when we receive Christ into our hearts and that we receive the Holy Spirit to also give that, steel, uh, that, that, that seal of approval in a sense saying, you are of God. You didn't do anything to deserve it. You didn't have to pay for it, but Christ has already paid your debt. He's already paid the ultimate sacrifice. What we have to do to experience, continue to experience that joy is to go before the presence of the Almighty God and say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I've made everything else about other things except you. God, I'm sorry that even I've heard the message before about joy, there are some things that are happening around me and that I've taken my eyes off of you. God, I've heard today, let me separate myself. Let me just take a moment and just be in your presence and I can be having that strength to face what comes, to face what we're going through. Because your word says that you will never fail. And God, so sometimes when I feel like I'm down and out, God, when I feel like there's no, no, nothing else that's based on our circumstances, what we see, but inside what we know, is that Christ has died for you and he's died for me and he holds the keys of hell and death and he wants us to live life and life eternally because he loves you 
and he loves me. And by doing that, praise God, by doing that, ladies and gentlemen, we receive that joy from within that we're able to share with others. You gotta have what, what, what I'm having here, this, this coming from within. I don't know, I, I, can't exp- I can't explain it to you. I don't, it's just within. Let the Holy Spirit work within all of you and to really experience what Elizabeth uh, experienced, that from within, something is happening and let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, as we come before your presence, I want to say thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, the joy that you place in our lives. God, we thank you for the message of Elizabeth and how she was able to receive your word. She was able not just to receive it, God, she was able to share with Mary like... She was blessed above, uh, above, and among other women. And that she was blessed to be visited by the mother of her Lord. God, we continue to live each day you give us. We ask God that sometimes we don't understand what we're going through. Sometimes we mix our emotion of happiness with the joy We can go through so much. And there are people here today that are going through so much. God, provide them with that sense of peace. Provide them with your presence. They may know that that is the greatest gift that you can give them. It is not the material things, but your presence. And that they may all experience the joy, the reassurance that Jesus is mine. Just like the hymn says, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. God bless everyone here today and those who are watching. That your Holy Spirit work within us the Holy Spirit unite us and to know and experience that joy and the joy that we need to gain the strength the strength that we need to go each and every day you give us to give you honor and glory we ask this in Jesus name Amen